You're listening to Supermanager, the podcast with a diverse panel of experts discussing what goes on in the office. And your host, Samantha Nays with CN Video, your business's video team on call. So welcome back to another Supermanager podcast. This week, we're talking about midlife job searching. And I have my team of non-job searchers (laughs) with me. We have Tara Greger with Breakwell, a workplace well-being resource and partner. Vicki Wars, Wars Consulting. We do human resources consulting for small to mid-size organizations. And Kristen Edens. I'm a content writer for business and also the founder of Managing Midlife, a blog. And I am Samantha Nays with CN Video. We do corporate video production. So I did what a lot of people do when I first started my career. I listened to advice from parents and other people kind of fell into my role as a software engineer, an IT person, because I tried it at a company I was working with and was good at it and so kind of followed that path. And it wasn't until I was in my 40s that I got to a point where I kind of took a look at the situation and said, what am I doing here? This is a good job and it pays all the bills, but I don't really enjoy it. I don't look forward to going into work. It's just kind of a job that I took. And What was interesting was I was supposed to be VP, director of IT, but I was producing training videos because they wanted me to travel. We would build a system and they'd say, now can you travel to a different location and train people on how to use the system? And so I started making these training videos. And the only thing I looked forward to going into work was making training videos. (laughs) And so I just decided to take that leap. I just got tired of doing what I was doing, took that leap, started CN Video to work with other companies doing video production for them. And I think, based on my experience, I believe that people eventually in their career, it can be sooner or it can be later, they end up where they're supposed to be. Either you get it figured out right up front, right off the bat, and you manage your career, or you go along, go along, go along, and at some point you either just kind of work your way into what you're meant to be doing, or you just decide you don't like what you're doing and you make a complete change. And I think a lot of people are, later in life, making that change. Absolutely. They're forced to in many respects. And um, back in the 2008, when the bottom dropped out for a lot of people, that dropped out right at a time when people had nice big savings, 401ks. Thought that life was going to be good forever. Life was good. They had a major mortgage. Their kids were doing well, getting ready to get in college or were in college. Bottom drops out, and they have to start tapping their resources, retirements, and it didn't turn around very quickly. Resources were depleted, foreclosures occurred all over the place. Now you have five, ten years after that fact, and you've got people in that age group that are now not destitute, but if it weren't for Social Security, they'd have nothing. I I, I agree that that time period definitely started something. People kind of realized that you maybe couldn't get settled into something and it'd be there forever and ever and ever. But I think there are a lot of people that just take the opportunity when it's given, just realize that they're not in the right Well, that was one thing with just... me. I mean, I jumped before the big problem I've been doing. I did too. <laughs> yeah. I, I leapt right before the problem. Right before, happened. and it's like, oh, well, <laughs> thank you very much. Timing. But anyway. I just started my career 
right in 2007 is when I got promoted into the middle management position that mm -hmm. I had stayed in for a decade. So it was also, you're lucky to have a job. You are going to do the job of five people, but mm -hmm. that was the grind that you just do. until you, it. you can't do it anymore. Well, and the interesting thing about the generation that is now switching jobs midlife is that if you started a job and you've stuck with that job for years and years and years, chances are you're not getting the same pay and benefits as people that are switching up. And it's actually beneficial to change employers periodically. Absolutely. Well, the promotion aspect, that's kind of a fairy tale. Let me give you a title so I can give you some well, money, yeah. okay? Your job didn't change. Nothing changed, and when well, but I mean a real, I mean a college, real promotion. I mean yeah, a real career path. When people come out of college and they get a director's title right off the bat, where are you to go? When I don't I, think are people getting titles. It's, right it's what the young people demand. I want the title of director such and such. You know, I'll call you Chief Poopa in charge of left turns. Okay, <laughs> you know, I need your skill. Here's some money, but. That is a big thing. Mm -hmm. So the idea is, okay, well, you gave everything away with the title, but the challenge is to keep their wages and salaries, along with their benefits, competitive, and that people feel good about themselves, even if they're in a position that they are not getting fulfilled. Now, that's only going to last so long, mm -hmm. but at least, you know, basically, meeting the bills and taking care of it, but I'm you get happy. to a point mm -hmm. where am I prostituting myself? <laughs> and that's a tacky way of putting it. But in reality, you're selling your soul because you want the money and you're not. I've done this for so right. long. Yep. I cannot do it another day. I can't day. do it anymore. I have to be true to myself. Well, on the flip side of that, let's go back to 10 years ago when most of us were raised to follow that you graduate high school, you go immediately right. into college, you get that degree, and you just keep climbing that corporate ladder. My parents were one to continuously do that. So up until 2010-ish, earlier, we didn't know any other way. And then everything fell apart. And so for any age group following the, what did you call it? The downturn, the economic downturn? Well, the bottom dropped out. The bottom out. dropped out. Yeah. Following that time period, everybody of any age had to realize, I can't count on the uh, traditional. So you think that that is what caused this? You don't think that we had a lot of midlife career changes before the bottom dropped out in 2008? We did, but it wasn't, at, I believe, yes. It I was accelerated. That's what it caused it. It was accelerated, but prior to that time, I think a majority of people were more stuck in the, well, this is what is expected of you. Ten more years, and I've got so much built in. A things. lot of people have not been happy, and so they felt stuck. And then all of a sudden, 2010 comes around, and people are going, enough of this crap. I'm going to do something I can rely on, and that is myself. I used to volunteer at Business Persons Between Jobs, BBJ. I kind of help people get their LinkedIn profiles in order and do test interviews and things like that. And one thing I noticed is they used to say, you should see this as an opportunity. Yes, you've lost your job, you've been there for 20 years, but you should see this as an opportunity for change. You can reinvent yourself, you can figure out what you really want to do, and this is the kick that you need to do it. 
And I watched as the people who took that advice that said, you know what, I am going to take some time. I'm going to get some training. I'm going to think about what I want to do. I'm going to get some coaching. I'm going to start a whole new career. Those people were in and out. Mm -hmm. It was the people that came week after week that kept going, it's not fair. It's not fair. I lost my job. It's not fair. What am I going to do? And I don't mean to belittle what they were going through because it was a very stressful situation, but they just weren't able to flip that switch and see it as an opportunity. And I think that it's possible that people that were able to see it as an opportunity, maybe that carried forward. Once the crisis was over, people were like, hey, I can reinvent myself. I can get some training. I can... Well, it was a success. Yeah. We build upon our success. People with that attitude were successful. That's correct. Additionally, we all grow up with, I want to be X when I grow up. Or it, I don't know. I, I did. I, I wanted to be a writer. I, okay, now there's this massive gap. I wanted to be a writer when I grew up. I even Okay, had but wait support. a second. Show of hands, and I realize the people on podcasts can't see this, but how many people at this table as a kid knew what they wanted to be when they grew up? Me. One. <laughs> One. Mine changed so much. There were so many different things. You know, every time I'd see something cool, that's what I wanted to be. It, so I didn't really know. It's your experience. You've had so many vistas that were opened up to you that right. as a child you had this vista and this vista and and then you get older and you broaden your experience and wow look so oh, many look choices. over here at this dangly thing you so know so okay. many choices yeah well so continuing my thought here is all right many of us i won't mm -hmm. say most of us many some. of us or some of us whatever that parameter is we knew what we, or we had an idea, I want to be an ex when I grew up. And yes, it may have changed, but there was something that moved us forward. But like you said earlier, I think before the podcast began, is that you wanted to be an ex, but loving people guided you to where you are now. Right. So my parents did the same. Yes, writer's great, but it's not going to make the money. So right. pursue something in the sciences. So I eventually ended up with a master's degree in exercise physiology and it took me 10 years to find a job <laughs> and then in the meantime I'm thinking great I'm advice gonna, mom yeah exactly so I used that 10 years pursuing a job that didn't exist right writing and then eventually that job came out I worked it for eight years and realized I'd rather write and so it was the same time well, it's you hit on a point there we all have our personalities and we have things that we have as I would call interests. We tend to do well in things we're interested in. Mm -hmm. That so, speaks to what I was saying about we end up where we're supposed to be. Because yeah, you have interests and you start gravitating towards what the, you like. Uh, the assessment tool that I use, the Berkman, measures interest. And you could take a Berkman if you could understand the words and what the questions were. When you're two years old, and you're basically going to get the same thing as you take it as an adult. Hmm. The idea is that these are your interests. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's a strength or anything. Like that. It's where you have an interest. And what we're talking about today is the opportunity to follow interest. You, as you described, your background, Sam, was I was in this role in IT. I thought it was kind of neat, but I kept wanting to do just certain aspects of it. Your interests were there. It would draw you to that. I started Not with out, the money that drew yeah, me to that. <laughs> I started out in college as going into journalism. Mm -hmm. But I was told all you're going to be writing is obits for the Dallas Morning News. So... I said, I, I can't live on that. I wound up in the B school in 
industrial, well, what they used to call industrial relations, human resources. And so I pursued a career. But interesting enough, my strengths in my career are my writing, my policies and procedures, writing up disciplinary letters, investigative reports, along those lines. So whatever you are in, you tend to, as an interest, start to go in that area. And that's where you find your happy zone. At some point, either your employer has to have a position for you, like if you're navigating towards what you're interested in, they either have to be able to offer you a position or you have to find out what kind of training that you need to actually get a job in a different field. You know, what are the requirements of this new... And I think really good leaders in management, if they know their employees and they know their, the interests of their employees and their strengths, they are looking at how they can groom their employees for that next step. I think that's where the jump happens. Now, see, I wish Bernie was here. Yeah. Because I think a lot of that is the employee being responsible for their own career sure. and what do I want to do. And you really can't count on someone else to notice. You can't. But if they're looking at how they can retain their employees, they can also say that they know that they're not going to be content in that position forever. So they can look to see where in this company can they go, what title or promotion or gap in the skill set in our company. I realize it's the right thing to do, but do you Mm -hmm. think managers are really, they're responsible for managing a department. Sure. Do you think they're really being mindful that their priority is you might be happier in a different department? I'm going to promote you somewhere else, and now I've got to refill your position, find somebody that can do the job you've been doing. No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) That's why the employee has to take some ownership Take ownership of their own career. As a child. And have that conversation with them. Right. If if you're forced to do something that you don't want to do, you don't do it very well, Mm -hmm. you whine, you... As a child, delay. As a, everybody. everybody. <laughs> well, I mean, when we're in our emotional state, the old yeah. transactional analysis that you used to get into—that when a person is experiencing emotions, it's a childlike response. And so, what happens is that they start becoming a problem in the workforce. Uh, rotten apple. Mm-hmm. Okay absenteeism, creating sexual harassment or hostile work environment or something. They're not a happy camper, whatever's going on. I think going back to what you were talking about, knowing what you wanted to do as a child, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew how I wanted to feel Hmm. in a position. Exactly. That's true. That is true. I knew what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted to be a contributor. I wanted to feel purposeful. I wanted to feel good about that, surrounded by people in a positive environment. And I guess that actually is what has led me <laughs> to my second role. No, that's <laughs> a really good point because you do kind of know how you want to feel. And then the question is, when you've been working the same job for X number of years and you realize that you don't have that feeling, regardless of what you're doing, you're just not happy, then it's time to make that change. Sure. Does anybody have a horror story about somebody who wasn't in the right job, needed to make a career change? I hate to say it, but my dad was something of a horror story, and I didn't know it growing up. I didn't know it until I was an adult. My dad actually got his degree in anthropology, and he wanted to explore, and he got married, and first kid came along, and he took a job as a budget analyst for the government because it paid the bills. It got us moved into a house. He stayed in that job until the day he retired, and 
hated it was miserable. I mean, he was just a miserable person. He hated his job. He ended up being angry with his family because they were the reason he had to work this miserable job that he hated. And he never got to do what he enjoyed doing. And it wasn't until long after he retired, I was having a conversation with him. And I told him I was taking a trip somewhere. And he said, oh, I've always wanted to go there. You know, my degree was in anthropology. And I was like, no, I really had no idea. And he's like, yeah, it's always been my dream to do. And then he died. Ugh. And he that's, never... That's the regrets, is yeah. you don't want to regret it. It's better to take the risk and something will come along. Is yeah. just... Agreed. I didn't want that. I realized things were off for me and I, I did it. If you're interested in a company culture video to help you hire the right fit, or you're thinking about switching careers and want to do a video resume, contact me at 314-843-3663. That's 314-VIDEO-ME. Thanks for listening to Supermanager by CN Video Productions. Give us a call at 314-843-3663. That's 314-VIDEO-ME. Or visit our website at cn-video.com for additional episodes, information, or to discuss video services. 